I'm going to start off by talking about the definition of falling in love. See, uh, two days ago, I was having lunch with uh, one of my friends, and I was talking, like what a lot of friends do, about certain individuals that I was you know, talking to or dating or just seeing for the past several months. And it just, ha- just so happened to be that like, for about 15 minutes, I was talking about one certain girl. And I was talking about how this girl makes my heart do a little squeeze at a squeeze, a little pitter patter, a little, you know, circle circle of a roller coaster ride. And I'm kind of enjoying it. But at the same time, I'm stressing over it. And I'm also trying to figure out, like, where do I stand with this individual? And my friend suddenly stops me and goes, Jonathan. And I go, yes, Vicky. Yes, my wonderful friend that we're having this conversation with. She goes, Jonathan, are you are you falling for this girl? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do, you, what do you mean by that? What do you mean about falling for this girl? Are you saying falling in like, falling in love? And I go, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. And then my mind began to think, what is exactly the definition of love? What does it mean to be in love? What does love look like? And I went into this being existential crisis, you guys. Like you have no idea, taking notepads and writing in my journal, text messaging other people, sending paragraphs and saying, this is what it means to like fall in love. And I think I got this. I think, I think I know, not I know, but this is how I define, this is how I define the definition of falling in love. And I want to say that falling in love is scary, but so exciting. Yeah. I'm going to repeat that. Love Sorry, falling in love is exciting and scary all at the same time because falling in love is actually like figuratively jumping into a cave and as you're falling, things begin to light up because it's dark a little bit. Then suddenly things begin to light up and as you're falling, you're thinking to yourself, how far, how far is the depth? Where am I going to land? Is it three feet, six feet? Three miles, five kilometers, 5,000 kilometers. I don't know, but it's, it's exciting and scary because you're thinking to yourself, am I going to land gracefully? Am I going to splatter down when I hit the depth? But once you find that depth and that person that you're falling for, that person that you're falling with, if they happen to be kind of at the same level as you, you're like, oh my God, things are about to get fucking down with it. You know what I mean? You're looking at her, she's looking at you, and there is this grace inside our souls for a second where we're like, damn, things about to go down. And I think that's what's really exciting and scary about falling in love. And then the fun part, the fun part, because I've been hanging around with a lot of couples lately, is now that we're at the bottom of this cave, what are we going to build up as we climb out together? Are we going to build little steps, escalators, elevators? Are we building a fucking rocket ship? Are we building a spaceship? Like, What are we doing as we slowly climb up this cave together? It's fucking fun, dude. And that's (laughs) that's how I define falling in love. And... 
I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Even though I'm dedicated to work right now, even though I'm thinking about, hey, Jonathan, you haven't really achieved all your dreams and all your goals. You have a lot to fucking do. You know what would be fun? Not fun. You know what would be beautiful? If, if as I'm growing, as I'm moving on up, as I begin to build doors and stairways and elevators and rocket ships, if I can just fucking do that with someone that to me is the definition of love because you know what i've been realizing there's a lot of there's a okay so on youtube and on all of these self-help books and all of these alpha male podcasts consistently they tell you that hey you are a man what you should do is you should just go out and become a better man because at the end of the day if you want high quality woman you will be able to get them because you have a high status. You know, the, 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 the definition of, hey, you're a high status male, you need to get there first to therefore be able to get high quality women. And their definition of high quality women usually entail just, you know, really good looking, beautiful, sexy women. But I've been really thinking about it because I've been seeing an array of different couples and I'm always like the third wheel. Even in fact, when I, have a, when I had a fucking girlfriend, I was always the third wheel. But anyway, um, <laughs> literally, we would be together and then I would go to a wedding and she wouldn't come. So I would still just be with my friends or whatever. Anyway, I don't want to get into Mike's girlfriend. Where was I going with this? Oh, um, it would be like I something... Like, to me, a high-quality woman is not someone that's just beautiful and gorgeous and sexy, right? But is also someone that is ambitious, has this career-oriented mindset, also has the same family value values as me. And I think that if you can figure out the right person, you can grow together. I've been doing social media and, and in my career for the past almost a decade, since I fucking was a teenager, right? And I've had successes in my life. I've been very fortunate to have a few viral videos. I've been very fortunate to strike deals that have really changed my fucking life. However, what sucks is that because I don't have a significant other, who the hell do I share my successes with? Who do I share my rewards with? Who do I share my life story with? My friends? Yeah, that's cool. My family members? That's cool. My The strangers across the street? My acquaintances? Again, my friends. But listen, I'm not going to fuck my friends. The intimacy I share with my friends is going to be consistently different from the person that I love. From the person that I'm growing with. You know? How exciting when you're a little older, like 60 years old and with your significant other and you can go, remember the time when I was nothing and now I am something? Remember the time that I snuck into Comic-Con and you were there to witness it? Because like, like, that's fun. That's fun in a relationship. Be a high quality man with high status and you can have as many options as you can. Yes, that's great. That's wonderful. But I don't want to be the dude that's like 55 years old and has like a 20-something-year-old individual and I have nothing to share with them because I just have stories. I go, hey, when I, 
when I was 30 years old, I did this, this, this. And she's like, oh my God, how fucking exciting. No, that's not what I want. I want to be able to hold someone's hand on a journey together. And when we finally get there, God damn it, how beautiful it is to share our story with each other. Because at the end of the day, I think having your significant other should be, in, in retrospect, your fucking best friend. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about that, okay? Wait, well, well I'm going to fucking continue with this, actually. I'm going to fucking continue with this, I think. Not only am I able to share, but she's also able to share her life story with me. We become each other's muses, okay? I think that, to me, is the best thing about being in a relationship. Now, if you're not growing with this individual and you're not pursuing your dreams, then, or even getting close to it, then I think you got to focus. I think you got to be like, hey, you're a distraction in my life. I need to push you aside because I don't know how to handle a relationship and following my dreams at the same time. So you just got to figure that fucking out. But if you can do it, why not? Ugh. Anyway, uh, fuck. I, I didn't even introduce this podcast, but does that make sense? Does, I don't even know. I, I, that's, that's something that I've been like thinking about um, on, a, on, a, on a large scale right now. Um, maybe I'm just fucking lonely, you guys. <laughs> like I reached a hundred thousand followers on TikTok, and I got this massive deal last year, and I am just not not depressed, but just like who do I share that with, you know? And also, I feel as if I have had. And then on the other side, I, I I'm so ambitious that I'm I'm not even happy where I'm at right now. Like I need to work a lot harder. Anyway. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to it. There's a fucking woman in my mind right now that's making my heart go squeeze to squeeze and a little pitter-patter, and I want to talk about it, and I'm fucking excited because maybe we can get somewhere with this because, hey, you're listening, and I appreciate you, and with that said, hello, 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 and hi, hello, and hi. My name is Jonathan Garano, and welcome back to another episode of The Bottle Club, where we're about to talk about some things now. Uh, this is I. I want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening um, on the first solo podcast. I'm slowly like transitioning to it. I'm slowly getting used to this thing, and I. And what's really hard about it is because there's a lot of my mind, and usually in a conversation, I can like go back and forth and let things like process. But because I'm just talking on a microphone, and I understand that you're listening, but you're not responding. Like I can't hear you laugh. I can't hear you say things. I can't hear those comments that are rolling through in on real time. And so because of it, I'm watching the way that I speak and I just want things to flow. I just want things to flow. So I have a bunch of notes here and I have no idea where my mouth is going to go. I don't know where my brain is going to go, but hey, we're uh, speaking right now. And so I was having a conversation with Sean, um, who's like one of my friends yesterday, and I had to confess something to him. And as I was confessing this to him, I said, you know what? I'm going to stop for a second. Because you are the most important person. You. That's right. You listening. You. You. You're, you're more important than Sean right now. You know? If there's something stuck in my head, if there's something stuck in my heart, if there's something stuck in my soul and spirit, I want to tell you first. And as I'm about to tell you, if you're under the age of 18, if you're around your parents, if you're around your kids, listen, this might be a little explicit, but I am serious when I say this. I am committed when I say this. I'm being serious when I say this. Okay? And I mean this I mean I mean this vehemently, okay? 
I don't know if that's the right word, but there's a lot of fucking passion in this. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to die on my grave when I say this. I recently watched The Batman with Robert Patterson, and this is what I think when it comes to the tier levels, okay, of Batman. And I mean this, and I mean, and I've, I'm going to die on my grave for this, okay? This might, this might be the most controversial thing that I have ever said on this podcast. But I believe that Ben Affleck is one of the best Batmans of all time, okay? I repeat, Ben Affleck was one of the best Batmans of all time. The world did not deserve him. All right? I am being completely fucking serious. When I watch Batman and Superman, the first scene when he's running towards the fucking buildings and as the buildings collapse... Oh my God. Oh my God. Game changer. I, I have no idea where those reviews came from. Is I like, are people stupid? <laughs> ben Affleck. Okay. First off, first off, let me, let me, let me, let me premise this. Let me, Batman has this lore. Okay. DC characters have this lore. They are gods. They are gods. They're human gods. So here is fucking Ben Affleck. He's six foot three. He's massive. He's big. He's built. And he looks like a god. That's step number one. Step number two, not only can he be the Batman, but he can also be Bruce Wayne. There are two sides to Batman. You have the mask, which is Bruce Wayne, who's a charismatic playboy, who acts a lot different from Batman, who goes around and he's suave, and he's smooth, and he's not slow, and he's charismatic, and he's like, hello, my name is Bruce Wayne. I am a fucking arrogant piece of shit. I am a playboy. And then you have his real side, which is Batman. Completely different. Slow, stoic, strong, intense, selfless. And Ben Affleck, able to blow... He was able to play both. He was able to play both fucking characters. Batman and Superman. Batman versus Superman was a good movie. I'm going to die on my grave. All right? We did not deserve him. I don't know why I'm yelling and screaming, but we did not deserve him. The world did not deserve him. People just don't understand good movies. That's all I got to say. People just don't understand... The, the beauty that Ben Affleck brought to the film. And so I watched The Batman recently with Robert Pattinson. And uh, I don't care if I'm spoiling it. I thought it was a very fun detective movie. Let's just get this straight up. A very fun detective movie. But listen. Like, what the fuck? Robert Pattinson? Was a like, he's a decent Batman. But was he a good Bruce Wayne? No. Okay. I couldn't tell the difference. Where's the charismatic playboy individual? Like, come on. Are we kidding here? Are we kidding here? Like, what's going on with that? There's Bruce Wayne and there's Batman. And no offense to Robert Pattinson, but I couldn't tell the difference. Also, he has a very defined jaw. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. When Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Robert Pattinson, was walking into that funeral home, 
because he went to a funeral, okay? There's a part of the movie where he goes to a funeral as Bruce Wayne. And I was so excited because he has he finally has the mask off. I'm like, oh my God, he's not going to be emo. He's not going to be slow. He's going to be the charismatic, playboy, arrogant Bruce Wayne that we know and love. Or that I know and love. And bro, like, you're walking around and because... Your Batman mask is very full. Like it, it doesn't even cover your face, your bottom part of your face. You have a very defined jaw. I'm thinking to myself, there is no way that these people don't know that he's Batman. Also, he's still emo. I couldn't like, you need two different parts. And then if you look at Wayne Mansion, are we in Hogwarts? Is this a magic castle? Like what the fuck? I don't know. I, I maybe. The best, okay, okay, that's, <laughs> you have to see the movie to understand this. Number one, are we in Hogwarts? No. Number two, where's Bruce Wayne? What, like emo Batman? I don't know, I don't know. I get emo Batman, but I don't get emo Bruce Wayne. Calm the fuck down. I need two sides, I need two sides. Number three, number three, and you may disagree with me on this one, but also, uh, the Batmobile is a Mustang? Are you kidding me? I'm supposed to look, you're supposed to put like an engine on a Mustang as you chase someone on the freeway and it's destroying all these other cars and I don't know. I, I could fucking, I can't believe I'm, I just fucking, I just, oh, it's so, I don't, fuck. Uh, I mean, thank God for Selena. Thank God for uh, fucking Zoe Kravitz. Thank God for the Catwoman because she fucking made that movie. By the way, her her uh, her beanie. I think that was a part of a woman's march beanie, which is kind of cool, like one of those pussy hats. So if you're on YouTube, I I did a little I did a little screenshot here. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that's what I think about the Batman. Ben Affleck, I love you, dude. L U V. You were a good Bruce Wayne. You were a great Batman. The world did not deserve you. That is all I've got to say about that. Okay? That wasn't even in my notes. I, I don't even know why I decided to, to talk about that. Oh, because maybe I saw the Batman like two days ago. But, because actually, I wanted to talk about this topic, which is more important, I think. I've been doing something called NoFap lately. Uh, if you don't know what NoFap is, it's basically where you have semen retention. And you do not choke the chicken. You do not stroke the pineapple. You don't like open up the Coke that's on your body. And the reason why I started NoFap is because I was reading and I'm not going to lie to you. I've been addicted to P-O-R-N. That's right. I'm addicted to P-O-R-N. And that can really mess up your mind. Um, it does something where it can depress you. And also when you interact with, you know, other girls, sometimes in the process of, of getting it on as I, you know, SCX, your, 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 your diet Coke can maybe not come up, maybe not get erect. That's step number one. Step number two, you begin to, to look at women as objects. I mean, we talked about this, but basically one of the most important things about NoFap besides not looking at porn is the fact it creates this sense of discipline. Like if you don't choke the chicken, if you don't touch the pineapple, if you don't 
open the Coca-Cola, even though it's right there, that creates a lot of self-discipline. And it trains you. And oh my God, I've been doing that from the, the beginning of February. And I've been like on the roll. No, I don't have fucking superpowers, okay, ladies and gentlemen, my boys and girls, my beautiful crew. But what I do have is I've built in this resilience. And I've had this, not awakening, but I have had like more energy. But with that said, I said to myself, you know what? I think it's time that I let go. It's been about a month. It's March 5th. I started the NoFap around February 2nd. It's been about 32 days. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to start opening the water bottle. You know, doing a little unlock on the hydro flask. Doing a little twisty twisty on my medical medication. You know, opening the light bulb. It's not even that big. I don't know. You know, unclipping the the marker. Okay? Unplugging the electric cord because I'm ready. I want to try this out. I want to see if there's a spark. And also I was reading that if you don't do that, that there's a high probability that it might not get up because you haven't been training yourself. And I was afraid of that. So I was like, okay, how do I do this properly? How do I do this where I don't get addicted? Because as you know, I have an addictive personality. Like I have a gambling problem. I know that if I do any sort of drugs that I'll be like deep into it. So I wanted to make sure that I created boundaries. Now, if you read this book by uh, James Clearly, I think, is it James Clearly? James Clear, Atomic Happens. Basically what you wanna do is if you wanna develop good habits, you wanna create surroundings around you to make sure that you make your environment easy to make your habits happen. So for example, if I wanna make sure that I do this podcast, before I sleep, I put up my two lights, my computer stand, the microphone, everything up. So when I wake up, I see this thing and I'm like, oh my God, it's time to just to do the podcast, right? If you wanna run all the time, what you do is you put your running shoes right next to your bed. If you wanna to go to the gym, you have an accountability person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You make it easy for you, okay? So the boundaries that I wanted to create for myself is this mindset that if I decided to you know, rub it out basically, that I would make it kind of difficult for me to do this thing, right? So I thought about it, I took a step back, and I'm like, okay, what is the proper way to make sure that I do this? So therefore I put boundaries to make sure that also I don't fucking, you know, get addicted to stroking the chicken, doing things to my dick, if that makes sense. Because, you know, like, once you... Uh, a virgin said a virgin Christian said this to me once. I think his name was Jack. Jack Wang, I think his name was. He married a girl named Cindy something. Anyway, he basically said, "I'm scared to have sex right away because once you pop, you just can't stop." Pringles. So the same thing. If I train my body where my hand goes on my little basically beautiful thing and I rub it out, then I'm like, "Oh my god, how easy this is because I can just use my hand against the bottom area of where my dick lies." And so I was like, okay, what's the proper way to do this to make sure that I don't get addicted, that I create some sort of like obstacle? And I was, and I said to myself, oh my God, I know what it is. I am going to use a condom. So every single time that I want to, you know, basically masturbate, I have to use a condom. And the reason why you train your brain to do that is because... Do I really want to spend about, what, 
a dollar or was it 85 cents just to rub it out all the time? And also, in addition to that, condoms are not always laying around. If you run out, you have to go to the store. So it's a major activity. It's a major activity. So I, I love creating that obstacle. So to be honest, because I'm vulnerable and I'm real with you guys and I just want to like let you know, and this might be a little embarrassing, but I don't give a fuck. I rubbed it out. I did it. I did it with a little Trojan, her pleasure, you know, because even while I'm masturbating, I want to make sure that I'm training my mind that, hey, the condom that I'm going to be using is your pleasure or her pleasure. That's what I want to make sure, you know, even in my masturbation, I am selfless. So, um, what am I saying? God damn it. Oh, guys, I love you. Thanks for listening to this. Um, so, um, I do that and oh my God, holy shit. Now I remember what I did yesterday because I write in my journal called homework for life and I write like everything that I did yesterday, uh, every day that I did previously. Now that I know I, so I did that around 11 AM after I finished some work and I don't know what happened to my body, but I felt my entire like energy chi just leaving my body. And I didn't watch PORN, which is really good. But as soon as it was done, as soon as I finished, as soon as I put the condom in the fucking trash can, I had like vertigo. I was like wobbling around. I, 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 I was like, whoa, whoa, what is, what is happening? Not only did I have vertigo, but suddenly my body began to collapse. I could barely walk. My eyes began to droop. My mind wasn't clear. It was as if I took lithium for crying out loud. I felt completely numb. My emotions and my thoughts were not aligned. I couldn't even think. I wasn't even creative anymore. I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do, but I, I, I don't know what's happening. I felt like I could just be sitting down as if I took some wax or some heroin and, and saliva was dripping off from my mouth. I'm like, what is going on? Is it because I was just choking the chicken and I ejaculated? I don't want to do this anymore. And then I took a nap. Because I was so fucking exhausted, I slept. And I I tell you, so from 11 to 11.15, or maybe because I wasn't watching PORN, so therefore it lasted a little bit longer, and also it's a condom, so the 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 sensitivity is not that high so around maybe like 11 to 1107 or 1110 i don't know done throw it away it's around 11 15 11 20 i began to have vertigo i'm getting a little dizzy uh i feel like as if my brain is completely numb and then i go you know what i'm just gonna put my head down i'm gonna drink some water i'm going to take a little nap because i am f so drained from doing this and i'm going to wake up and hopefully be ready to go to the gym, interact with people, be productive. Guys, I'm telling you, I, like crew, the crew, listen carefully. I went to bed at around 11.20 a.m. in the morning, and I have so much stuff to do, and I woke up at like fucking 4.30 p.m. It I, and I was so pissed! So angry. And that's when I realized I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking fap anymore. Because even though I woke up, I wasn't even that energized. I was still sleepy. 
I still felt as if I took lithium. I still felt as as I stuck myself with heroin without the high, and I'm just drooping saliva. It was as if I was watching television for about like nine hours, brain dead. Like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm. That's exactly how I felt. I don't know. I don't know. So I guess the the thing that I was telling Sean is like, yo, bro, I. I am never going to fap again. And then he goes, but what about like sex? Does that mean that you're not going to ejaculate when you have sex? But that's different because when you have sex, there's there's this level of like intimacy. You have these chemicals that like bring into your brain, they say, called oxytocin, that when you grab someone as you're ejaculating, as you're having that intimate moment, because there's actual physical touch and it's not this virtual reality situation where you have an Oculus over your head and a fleshlight or with your hand, basically there's a real person out there and that oxytocin levels will just fucking energize you, especially if you like the person. So... um. Is that even in, is this even in my notes? Oh no, it's not. Uh, let's go back to the beginning where I was talking about this like girl that's making my heart go pitter patter. That's been making me think about falling in love. Okay. And I don't know if you remember, but last week's episode, I talked about how I was going to see this wonderful individual who makes my heart go but um but um, who makes my heart go dee 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 doo dee 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 doo dee 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 doo. That's the sound of like skipping a beat because she makes me so excited, you know, someone that I want to make sure that I can provide some sort of safety, someone that makes me laugh. And so therefore I want to make her laugh. By the way, to me, I believe that initial chemistry is overrated, but long-term compatibility for a relationship is so underrated. And that is something that I'm definitely trying to focus on as I get older. Okay. But anyway. With this person that I'm going to see in San Francisco, I am so freaking excited, ladies and gentlemen, my boys and girls, my beautiful crew. She is just a fantastic soul that is making my body like ooze, like slime. And I'm like, oh my God, why is she doing this to me? I fucking hate you. I hate the way she makes me feel because I have so many things to do anyway. Anyway. So the plan is I arrive on Wednesday, do work, and I'm supposed to see her on Friday. And here's 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 the thing, okay? This is where it gets fucking confusing. I like this person, okay? Family values, ambitious, career-oriented, witty. Fucking, I can like sit down and she can talk, and I'm not bored. Like it, like her, her, her. Her lips and her words move and it flows. And instead of going in one ear and going out the other, I'm like, ooh, keep on talking. I kind of like where this is going. It's making my body feel alive compared to other individuals that I'm seeing right now. Because, hey, that's what you got to do. So I'm, in, I'm on this date Friday. I'm on this date and I'm talking to her. And she looks at me. And she says, I have to tell you something. I'm like, what's, 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 good? what's going on? She goes, I'm seeing other people. I'm seeing other people. And I look at her and I go, well, I like Pop-Tarts. I like Pop-Tarts. She's like, I'm seeing other people. I am seeing other people. And I go, well, I like Pop-Tarts. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. I like Pop-Tarts because like what you're saying, it doesn't matter. You are single. I am single. So therefore, I already know because we're single, everyone's touching and going. That's right. Girls be touching and going. Guys be touching and going. And that's okay. What do, what do I mean about touching and going? Touching and going means you're seeing other people. That's what it is. If you are single, that is what you should be always assuming when you're talking to another single individual. Every single person, girls be touching and going guys be touching and going girls be touching and going and that's okay okay that's okay so she says i'm seeing other people and i go i like pop darts because it doesn't matter these are two things that just don't matter if you want to talk about me right now congratulations if i want to talk about you right now congratulations but hey there's no big secret you're single i'm single everybody be touching and going everybody be touching and going that is the mindset. And then she goes, and so since seeing this guy on and off and I couldn't take it and um, letting you know that I broke up with him. So now, now what's happening, ladies and gentlemen, my beautiful people, my fucking amazing crew, it's in that moment that when she tells me that she's breaking up with the dude that she no longer wants to touch and go. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're single, don't confuse me by having a perception of yourself that you're not touching and going. Because I know that you're touching and going, but don't confuse me by touching and going. Sorry, don't confuse me by not, like pretending, not pretending, but don't confuse me by providing some sort of perception inside of my fucking head that you're not touching and going because I know that you're touching and going because every single person out there, guys or girls, girls be touching and going and guys be touching and going, period. But she's saying these things. She's like, I just broke up with this person. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Oh my God. She's like, what do you think about that? I'm like, let me think about this. Hold on, wait a second. This is a lot. This is a lot. But I'm also kind of fucking excited because I absolutely adore this individual. She's phenomenal. I want to keep her safe. I want to, she's, she's someone that I want her to, to see me. No, I want to be the person that she sees me to be right? That's in my head, but I'm fucking scared because I don't want to be in a relationship right now because I'm going to be super honest with y'all. I don't want to be in a relationship because I'm insecure, period. I'm insecure with myself. Even though she may see me as a potential person who's a rocket ship, you know, with a lot of potential, that is a lot of things going on. At the end of the day, I don't think I can be the person that she wants me to be and the reason being is because I actually like her. When you like somebody, you want to be the person that they see you to be. But if you're insecure, a.k.a. me, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be in a relationship with you. Right? It's easier to be with someone. and It's easier to like hook up with someone. It's easier to talk with someone it's easier to chat with someone when you know you you kind of like them but you don't really like them but you know where the relationship is going to go where you're just going to have fun and have a really good time it gets complicated and i get nervous because of my fucking insecurity that i have inside my heart and soul 
that if I like this person and they begin to tell me that they like me too, basically having this <sighs> telling me in certain ways that they don't want to touch and go other people, then I begin to hesitate and get really nervous because I begin to second guess myself thinking this person wants something serious. So we're there and she's saying like, I'm breaking up with this person. And I go, okay, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me take a step back. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with this later. You know, we don't do anything. I live my weekend. Um, she breaks up with a person, but I, I guess they have to continue that talk because, you know, when you break up with someone, usually it takes a couple of days, you know, to clarify things, to, to provide some sort of closure sometimes. So I hang out with my friends on Saturday and Sunday. I'm really excited. And I've been like thinking about this over the weekend. You know, my mind is spinning. I'm like, oh my God, this girl doesn't want to touch and go anymore. And remember, everybody loves touching and going, but oh my God. She no longer wants to touch and go. Where do I stand in my fucking mind? Where is this? In, like, am I, can I, can I not touch and go anymore? So I see her around 4.30 or is it 5 p.m.? Who knows? I think 6 o'clock. I think maybe 6 o'clock, whatever. 5.30, whatever the fuck. So it's getting dark. Go inside. She tells me what's going on. We're holding hands. Kind of open up a little bit. You know, I'm listening to her, we hold hands, and she begins to, like, there's a lot of emotion coming out of her talking about the break, not the breakup, but talking about, like, how she feels about her friends and how she feels about me, which is good. Like, if you're the crew, if you're a person and you're sitting with someone and they're not talking about their ex and they're not talking about other per people, but they're instead talking about how they love your presence then that means they're not here to friend zone you. That means they probably want something more. Or, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So I'm like, hey, let's let's take a little break outside. This is a lot. This is a lot. Let's go for a walk. And as we're walking and chatting and holding hands as I'm holding her like pointer finger with my pointer finger, really cute, you know, letting go, touching back, letting go, touching back, letting go, touching back, stopping. You know, I do a little I do a little test. As she's walking, I suddenly stop. And if she begins to stop and just look at me, I'm like, oh, my God, it's on. And I'm not going to lie. There are many moments where she's standing there. She's licking her lips. And I'm going, oh, my God, I just want to kiss her as deeply and passionate as I can. That's what I want to do. We get to her door. I'm leaning against the back. Sure enough, she's just lingering around, licking her lips, looking at me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to fucking give her a passionate kiss. But, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. Where is this insecurity coming from? I don't know what's going on. Do I do this? I don't know if I do this. You know, it's like it's building up. It's building up. It's building up. And I'm like, no, no let's go back inside. Let's go back inside. Let's go back inside. I'm like, Jonathan, can I do this? Because I, listen, again, like I said, if you if you know that this person likes you and you actually like them back, nervousness increases like a lot i don't know why that happens to me especially if i think this person likes me enough that they want to be in a relationship with this other with me if they want to be in a relationship with me i get like insecure and nervous and there's a lot of like pent-up hesitation because i'm like uh, do do i want to do this now, if she said, I just want to have fun, then, oh, my God, we got to have fun. But because she didn't say that and she's saying, I feel safe with you, I like you, 
I feel as if you know me. I broke up with this fucking person. My head is like, oh my God, she doesn't want to touch and go anymore. So, <sighs> I get really nervous and I just look at her. I'm like, would you like to kiss me? And she's like, yes. And she closes her eyes. Closes, like, I say, would you like to kiss me? And we're standing awkwardly. Like, what the fuck am I doing? And she says, yes. And as I go in for the kiss, I get so nervous. And so I just do one of those, like a, like a fucking, like a fish kiss. I do a fish kiss because I'm so nervous and I'm hesitating and I'm so insecure. Like, what is that? And I'm Asian and I'm Asian, which means in my head also because the insecurity is like rising up that I have this like internal need to make sure that everything I do in a performance way is just perfect. Like when I hook up with somebody, many of the times that I hook up with somebody, I make sure that I'm giving 150% and I'm not really just doing it for myself. I am doing it for every single brother and sister of Asian descent. I repeat, when I go out there and I hook up with somebody and I do something, regardless of the situation, I want to give 150% and the reason being is because I am doing it for every single Asian brother and sister that is out there. I am doing it for you. If you are Asian, I am hooking up with other individuals and giving it my all for you because we have a reputation. Remember, when you do something as a person of color, it represents everybody else. I want to make sure our reputation as Asian men and women that we're fucking good, especially if you're an Asian dude. Okay. Anyway. So then that hits me. My insecurity increases. I'm like, oh my God, I push her away. And I'm like, hey, listen, I'm kind of nervous right now. I'm sitting down. I'm like, I don't know if I, she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I don't know what's going on, but I'm a, I'm a little nervous right now. I feel like I'm in high school right now. I, I, I oh my, oh, and she's like, are you okay? She's, and then she goes, she goes, I never thought of you as like the nervous type. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Then I stand up and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I just gotta, I, I, it's time for me to go. Of course, like I'm really fucking upset with myself because one, it's like, what, what kind of kiss was that? That was a horrible kiss. And number two, what's wrong with me? She's saying that she broke up with someone. She's saying that she likes me. She's saying that she's safe with me. She's saying all these good things. And I kind of agree with her. Like, I'm, a, I'm like, oh my God, I like, I like this person too. I want, like I said, like it's inside my mind. I hope I can be the person that she wants me to be or that she sees me to be. I want to be the person that she sees me to be. Like my heart's going pitter patter, pitter patter. Oh my God. Even though I have so many things to do, even though I have so many dreams, but still I'm thinking about that fucking growth. Like maybe this can work. Maybe this can happen. So I think about this. I think about this. I go home and I'm like, okay, you know what, Jonathan? I no longer want to touch and go too. I'm going to step up. I no longer want to touch and go as well. And so there was this like, <laughs> I feel so bad. There was this girl that I was talking to in Miami and this other girl in Los Angeles because I was supposed to fly to Miami uh, for work, and then I was going to be like, yo, let's let's meet up. I'm kind of excited. And uh, I told her, like, hey, listen, there's this other kind of um, girl right now that I'm talking to, and I'm really excited about her, and I just want to see where this goes. And I let the other individual know as well. And they're so nice about it. They're like, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. 
And one of actually, I don't even know. One of them just said, oh, okay. And then the other one, <laughs> I'm such a horrible person, but at least I was honest. Anyway. And then I decide to tell her what I did. I go, hey, you know, I'm letting you know that I really like where this is going. It's different. You know, it's slow, but it's a beautiful type of different. It's a beautiful type of slow. I've never really done this before. And so what I did was I let these people that I've been talking to know that I no longer want to talk to them. That's right. I no longer want to talk to them because I want to be exclusive to you. Remember, she's saying all these things. As like a perception of like, hey, I no longer want to touch and go because I broke up with somebody and I feel so safe and secure with you. So I'm like, you know what? I want to be exclusive with you. But I was careful. I said, I want to be exclusive with you, but I want to do it in the right way where I'm not crossing any boundaries or any of your priorities. Because remember, I'm infatuated with high value, ambitious women. So that means that she has her own careers, her own dreams, and she has that as her number one fucking focus. That's her number one focus, and I appreciate that. So therefore, when I say that, hey, I want to be exclusive to you, um, I definitely would want to do this in a way where I'm not crossing your boundaries or your priorities. And remember, this, this, this is a big step for me. This is a very big step for me. This is someone that I've been vulnerable with, this is someone that I've shared secrets with. This is someone that I, you know, heard about her entire life and I actually like it. Like I've been like I've been taking notes. It's kind of like a college class if you think about it. She's a college class. And so I want to pass with flying colors. I want to get that A little plus because I'm actually interested in the subject because I like the subject. And so she comes back to me. And she says, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're doing this. I like you a lot. However, with everything that's going on in my life, I cannot be exclusive. I cannot be exclusive with you. However, I really still want to hang out. I still want to chill with you. I cannot wait to see you in the future so that way... We can do what we planned. And I'm sitting there looking and hearing this goddamn message. And I'm like, what the? F First off, it was a big sigh of relief. I was like, oh, thank God. And I, I let her know, I'm like, this is such a sigh of relief. Thank you, God, for being honest. Thank you, God, for letting me know. But then I started getting upset with myself. Then I started getting a little upset myself. And the reason why was because if I just knew that you... Uh, if I just knew that you wanted just to keep on touching and going, don't act like you're not touching and going because then when I was at that situation, I could have performed at my highest level instead of having performance anxiety. I wasn't upset at her, okay? I'm just saying, like, 
Don't act like you're not touching and going when you're touching and going. That's all I got to say. That's like the basic premise here. Don't act like you're not touching and going when you're touching and going because everybody be touching and going. Girls be touching and going. Guys be touching and going. Girls be touching and going, and that's okay. That's okay. That's 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 fine. Just don't act like you're not touching and going because then it confuses the fuck out of me. Maybe I should just have been more clear, like as that situation, like, hey, I should have been, I should have said, hey, what do you want? Like on Friday, I should have just said, what do you want exactly? What do you want exactly? What do you want exactly? Do you want to have fun? Do you want to be in a relationship? Instead of like me assuming, that's where I fucking failed in this thing as I, is that. So now the whole process in my mind is, wow, we could have just had fun and maybe I won't even get this chance anymore. Ugh. I'm glad that it happened though, because it was new, it was different, and I, I think I needed to block the, you know, those people that I've been talking to because I just really need to focus on this podcast. I really just need to focus on my career. I've been kind of laying a bunch of things off, and so this was a very, 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 very good thing. And so, what am I going to do with this individual? Well, she did text me back, not text me. She did text me recently, and you know what I did? I did not read it. I saw the little like. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, John, blah, blah. Uh, nope, nope, not going to read it. You know why? Because I need to focus. Okay? You're acting here like you're not touching and going, but you're touching and going. Let me just figure myself out. Let me just figure myself out. I got to focus on me. I, gotta, I have to focus on me. Oh my God, that was a lot. Jesus Christ. Where was? Well, I was only supposed to talk about that for like 10 minutes, but I don't even know how far I went with that. Um, uh, guys, guys, I've been, I've been looking at my body lately. And when I mean looking at my body, as in not really like looking at my body, more doing experiments, no, basically tracking my body a lot more. And I'm going to say this with, again, with a lot of passion. I, I think this is a very serious topic. I think this matters. I'm not joking around when I say this. I'm being completely real with you. Again, I am being serious with you. I am being as real with you as possible. This is no laughing matter. This I'm not joking. This, I will, I mean this. I believe, after tracking my body, and I mean this with every heart and soul of my being, this is very serious, I believe that diarrhea is one of the best things for you, okay? I mean that, okay? Because to me, I'm not saying dysentery, what I'm saying rather diarrhea not dysentery where you're where everything all your fluids and all your electrolytes and you know that's not that's not good i'm talking about just straight up diarrhea it is probably one of the best feelings that you can do either in the morning or at night and the reason why i say this is because i just feel so healthy after i do this action. And so I'm not a health advisor. Um, I haven't gone to medical school. I'm not a nutritionist. 
But I know that my body can perform at its highest ability when I have diarrhea. And it's something that I strive for. It's something that I look forward to. And so I think, how does this happen? And I think it's when you eat healthy that this happens. When you go on a rabbit diet, and if you don't know what a rabbit diet is, a rabbit diet is where you eat lettuce, carrots, kale, you know, you avocado, some red onions, maybe you pop in a multivitamin, maybe you do some magnesium, maybe you throw in some vitamin D3, you know, you eat less meat, it's the rabbit diet, you're a fucking rabbit, you are being healthy, you are a rabbit, it's the rabbit diet. When you do that, and you, you know, do that in conjunction with exercise your body's like whoa 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 what's going on here and all that toxicity crumples up and says it is time to release and when it does it releases through diarrhea and when that happens and it's been happening almost every single day since I've been on this rabbit diet since around like the first week or second week of January, I've never felt so energized unless I've, you know, fapped. And so I'm, I'm saying, man, here's an example. Here's, here's like a good meal. I make this Thai curry chicken soup. And basically what it is, is you throw in garlic, red onions, leeks. Okay. Chicken thighs, not chicken breast, because chicken breasts are fucking overrated, but it's all about chicken thighs. I fill it up with water. I put kale. I put cabbage. Um, um, I put th- yellow Thai curry. And then, of course, garlic. And then a shit ton of turmeric. And when I do that, and I eat that later after about 20 minutes, holy shit, I am... So excited because either the morning after or a few hours later, I'm in that fucking toilet and diarrhea. My face feels so clean. It's just one of the healthiest activities that you can do in your life. You know, remember, this is not dysentery and this is not being lactose intolerant type of diarrhea. This is straight up healthy diarrhea. I mean that. I mean that. That's my new diet. That's my new diet. Did I even want to talk about that? No, I... <laughs> it, fuck me. Wait a minute, what? I'm looking at my notes here. That is not what I wanted to talk about. It says dates. Oh my God. What the fuck is wrong with me? Okay, we have the definition of falling in love. I did talk about no fap. I did talk about the date. Um, whatever, whatever, whatever. This is this is the podcast. You know, this this is what you get. You know, what is this? What is this? Is this Radio Lab? Is this Reply All? Is this Welcome to Gimlet Radio? No, this is is this American Life? No, this is um, this is the Bottle Club. You know, we're gonna have some guests soon, which I'm really excited about. Speaking of that, okay. Now listen. I'm working my ass off here, okay? I'm fucking working my ass off here. And my insecurity, of course, is like running fucking high, and that's what it is, and that's what life is about. Fuck my, you know, insecurity. And listen, 
if you're an artist and you're listening crew, like if you're a crew member that, that is an artist or just anybody that does work and you have like this personal attachment to it, no matter what you do when you post it out there, when you make something public, when you publish it, and that is why I think, I think that a true artist is somebody that has the courage enough to be able to post their content and publish it for the world to see so therefore they can get automatic feedback. And the reason why, and the reason why it is so courageous because it provides a lot of humility because no matter what you do, you are always going to receive some hate. That's what it is. In real life, okay, outside of social media, you know about like maybe 10 or 20 people that maybe you talk through throughout your life or throughout the year. Okay, let's just be real here. One to 10 people that are actively in your life. And out of those 10 people in your circle of friends, there's always that one individual that secretly hates you. Okay? Maybe not secretly, but it's well known that they don't really like you. Okay? Again, in your circle of friends, maybe you have about 10, in your 10 circle of friends, there's always that one individual that fucking hates your guts, secretly inside their soul. And what they do is, oftentimes, is they'll make fun of you when you're in the circle. They'll make you know, comments that kind of like get under your skin for a second. You know, those psychological things, like you're walking around and they say, man, you, you always wear those shoes and it's kind of dirty. And you don't, you don't really think of it as anything. And then later, a few hours later, you're like, fuck, are my shoes always dirty? Do I have to get new shoes? Is he saying that I'm broke, that I can't afford new shoes? Or you're walking around and you're, you're talking with everybody and they go, wow, um, I'm so glad that you're, you're going to the gym. You really need it. And you're like, oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. And then a day later, you're like, what the fuck does he mean that I, I need it? What, what does he mean? Am I fat? Do I look unhealthy? What the fuck? What, what kind of comment was that? I hate you. What can I fucking hate? You know? Well, imagine this. You post something in the world. Now, instead of being surrounded by 10, you know, a circle of 10 people, you are now in a circle of 50 or 100 or thousands or millions of people. So, of course, out of the 100 people, 10 people are going to hate you. Out of 1,000, 100 people. Out of a million, 100,000 people. Okay, maybe it's not that much, but you get what I mean. And these people, they're behind their fucking screens. They don't post any content. And you know what they like to do? They like to shit on you. They like to make comments. They like to say like, oh, these stories don't make any sense. These stories are unbelievable. You are a piece of shit. You look ugly. Like all this hate. And because I don't know what's going on, but as a human being, you end up just looking at those comments. And there might be thousands of positive ones, but there's also those negative ones. And it gets to you. It gets to you. I don't know where I'm going with this, but basically, uh, like, I don't, there's like no fucking motivation. Maybe, like, uh, my friend, he has this, um, he has this thing where he, um, 
like his comeback because he's a social media whatever and he says when someone leaves me a negative comment what i like to do is i like to respond and i'm like okay give me an example and he goes well this one person goes man this content sucks and i replied with hey um i really love your content and then when you click their profile they have no content boom get you check mate so maybe I'll start doing that. But hey, listen, if you're watching this right now on the TikTok, if you're watching this, I want to, or just in general, if you're watching this on YouTube, but if you're watching this on TikTok, on Instagram or whatever, I want to try something, okay? Let's spread positivity. Go in the comment section, right? I'm going to leave a comment. And then whoever comments, reply to them and say something no, no, better yet, this is gonna be more fun. This is gonna be more fun. Let's spread let's spread a little positivity. Let's do a little let's have some fun here. Let's have some fun here. If you're watching this on the TikTok, I don't even know about posting this TikTok. I'll probably post this on Instagram or whatever the fuck. Or on YouTube, whatever the fuck. Go in the comment section and go ahead and write something positive to a person that is in your head. You don't have to name the person. But just leave a compliment to anybody that's in your head and leave it there. Let's see how many positive comments we can get. Now, this is a small podcast. So maybe I don't care if it's two comments. I don't care if it's three. I don't care if it's one. Just do that. You know, here's an example. I'll be like, Violet. I'll be like, Grandma Vi, you've inspired me. I love you. We're here to spread positivity. Share a positive comment. Affirm. There it is. I want to try something. Here we go. Go ahead and affirm some random person in your life and just leave it in the comments. Who knows? They might see this. I just It's just a fun little experiment. Again, I don't care if it's one comment that I get. I don't care if it's two. Let's just see what happens. Because that's what we need more of. Just, a, just, just spreading positivity. And I swear to God, the reason why this is a fun little experiment is because I have this weird, strange, I don't know, this is a belief system and I could be wrong, but when you spread positivity, even though it's completely random, and even though somehow when you spread positivity in the universe, you just feel a lot better. Uh, wait, did I even get to, whatever, whatever. I'm supposed to tell stories, I don't know what's going on. But I just want to say, um, we're, we're about done. Um, <laughs> I love you with an LUV. Anyway, I love you with an LUV. Don't forget, um, if you want to, I know, you know what, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, you know, it really helps put some notifications out. This is going to be really fun. Um, if you leave a five star review on Apple podcasts and leave your Instagram handle, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to DM you because fuck yes, I'm going to video DM you. And then on top of that, if you're listening to this on Spotify, please, for the love of God, just review this five stars. It really helps out the show. Um, I am so excited because we're pivoting. We're doing a lot of different things right now. And um, I just want to see where this goes. I think, I think I'm getting better at this. I think I'm getting better at just holding the microphone, talking in front of the camera. I'm really excited. I love you with an LUV crew. You have no fucking idea. Um, 
This is the Bottle Club. <laughs> Having a guess in a couple of weeks. With that said, <laughs> what am I doing? Peace.